everybody. Welcome back to The Rewind, part of the Wayward World podcast. I'm Sid, and today you can't really buy her, but you can certainly. Uh, Annalise, you can sort of get her Annalise. Oh my God. I was, thinking like a, <laughs> I was like thinking of like a tagline. I don't know if that even makes sense. That is what I use to tell people how to say my name. I yeah. say, it's like, you're not renting, you're Annalise. Yeah. And literally there was a manager at my last job that was like the first, it was like after he had met me and he goes, Annalise, or he was like, not renting. And I was like, not my name, but you are there. Yes. There <laughs> my, uh, my YouTube partner in crime, Annalise Fieldman. How are you doing, Annalise? Annalise Veldman. Veldman. There we go. I mean, I, who says anyone's We practiced it. Yeah, we practiced it too. Can you say my, like, honestly, can you say my last name? Okay. Uh, okay. This feels like a trick question. Thumali? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there or you go. Al Thumali. I mean, actually, you know, Thumali is the right way to say it. I mean, Al Thumali okay. means well. Al is a like a prefix for the. Uh, so, oh. for any Arab, it's Al or Ath is like the the, and oh. the rest of it is like you know Al Thumali means the drunk, the wasted. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And Saeed also means joy. So, you know, like it's a, it's a hodgepodge alcoholic. That's so good. I love that. Exactly. How are you doing, Annalise? I am doing well. I am. Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. How are you, Sid? I'm doing well too. It's uh, still cold and icy, uh, but at the time we were recording this episode, uh, at the time, like to date this episode, um, I'm recording this after releasing chapter two of the book of Boba Fett, which, you know, it'll come out uh, we'll have more episodes of that out, but if if you get to chapter two, you'll kind of get the time frame of this episode. There we go. Um, we'll record hey. everything in advance, but you know it's okay. Um, probably not as great as you, Miss. I'm in London right now. Yeah, I'm in London vibes. I'm uh, in Essex. So <laughs> when did you um? When did you start? Like to, before we begin it, before we get into your like your journey, why don't you tell the wayward artists out there who haven't listened to your episode, by the way, which you can't listen to on YouTube. You were in like the pilot, like the pilot for this show. We, I'm an OG wayward artist, baby. Yeah. So you're, this is the first time you, you can listen to Annalise's episode, but you can't watch it on YouTube. Uh, so for the uninitiated, tell the good wayward artists out there who you are, what you do, and how do how did we meet? How did we know each other? Okay. So my name is Annalise. Um, I am a um, actor, content creator, photographer those are my roommates i am living in a house with <laughs> i'm gonna introduce it now so that way people know i live in a house with six other roommates Gosh. the next door neighbors are about to have a party and i think people are coming over here to get ready before they go next door so and i'm also the only bedroom on the first floor and i'm right by the front door so yeah. apologies in advance for the clomps and the yellings and the whatever but putting that aside Oh geez, <laughs> nobody's dying <laughs> yeah nobody's dying they're just having a good time I guess um but uh I am actor content creator photographer there we go uh, I'm uh, currently 26 and I met Sid at the American College Theater Festival in Spokane Washington and you were the first person who in person has ever said hey I'm subscribed to your channel. I think I watch your YouTube videos. So like, yeah. do you make YouTube videos? And that was like yeah. the biggest day of my life. <laughs> it's meeting you and having you go, do you make YouTube videos? This is going to sound really crazy. Yeah. And I was like, all of my friends were like, and I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? What do you mean? This is amazing. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so we met through, 
through the theater festival and have just kind of like stayed buddies ever since, which has been so great. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's it. What's so cool about that theater festival is not only like networking, but like making new friends and like mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just been very cool. So yeah, so we've stayed in contact since then. Um, and like, what else about me? Um, I love Disney. I love technology. Um, I. Yeah, I don't know what else to say without like going too much into like where I currently am and all that stuff. But yeah, that's just like a little bit about me. I'm a Disney fan, I'm a tech fan, I'm an actor, I like improv, I do photography, yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's a good time. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. If you're watching the video version, I, I just got my hoodie in the mail that my mom that's, sent me. So I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, I always like the Miami Dolphin like color. Like I don't watch football, but like, you know, the colors are nice. I mean, also Ace Ventura, that's where it's from too right yeah i so i know a lot of people are like dan marino fans and uh ace ventura i've never seen ace ventura still on my list uh, list of things to watch but when it's... i was like in elementary or middle i think it was elementary school there was like i had this bind or this folder that had all of the teams of the nfl and their like logos and whatever mm -hmm. and it was this really cool folder and i was like i really like football but i don't have a football team and i feel like i need a football team and i don't want it to be the oakland raiders or the the niners like i was like <laughs> never and so i think it was also because like i'm like from there in that area relatively and my family is friend, like fans of it so i was like no and i was like i really love teal and orange those are like my two favorite colors oh and a dolphin i've always loved dolphins dolphins <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been a diehard Dolphins fan ever since. Yeah. So absolutely. They're great colors. <laughs> yeah, they are. Like, also, you're not missing out on Ace Ventura, honestly. Like, I think there's, like, just one, this one transgender, like, uh, kind of, like, a outdated joke. Um, mm -hmm. Like, a kind of a trans joke, which is, like, yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's not, like, it doesn't, like, hog the whole movie, but it's certainly, like, it, it's, that's what it's known for. Um, I think Ace Ventura is fine. Like, it's not like, it doesn't bring back like these flood of childhood memories. I think like I, I liked it a lot as a kid, but as an adult, I don't, uh, I don't clamor to it. It's not Star Wars or recently Karate Kid. Uh, it's not Karate uh -huh. Kid, you know? Um, but no, like, did I ever tell you like how I subscribed to, to your channel? Like I, you said that you were prepping for the theater festival and you were looking for people who were talking about ACTF and you found my ACTF video. Yeah. I think like, um. I think yours was the most well-polished. And I was like, I, I wonder what she thought of like, I think like I was subscribed to you for a, a bit. Like it was 2018, uh, no, 2017 ACTF when we were in Spokane. I was like, I want to hear what, I want to hear what all these people are saying about Spokane and their experience mm -hmm. here. Because let me be frank with you. The time that ACTF was in Spokane, truly terrible. That was the worst. Really? It was awful. It was, do you not remember like the wind chills of that, that entire week? And we had, to, oh, like, the weather was horrific. And I lost my favorite pair of sunglasses at the airport. So it was pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, The weather was so cold. That was the coldest was... week of like that entire year. <laughs> and they frigid. made, and they made you walk everywhere, which was uh, like, it sucked. It sucked. Like they want to bring it back again over there. I'm like, thank God I graduated. I would never go. <laughs> No, it was it was so cold. And the location that it was at was kind of complicated when you first got there because it was like at a hotel. And luckily, my school booked a, um, a hotel relatively close, but we weren't at like the host hotel. Mm -hmm. And I also have um, I I have like a 
make it simple. I, I walk with a cane every now and then because of uh, a result of a car accident. And when the weather gets really cold, I have to walk with my cane. And I was walking with my cane everywhere that whole freaking week. And it was so annoying because I was like, I just want to get rid of this thing. And it was just, it was so fresh. But yeah, it was freezing. Oh, I tried recording a video out there was like that lake by the the hotel Mm -hmm. and I had like some free time and there were no workshops I wanted to go to so I sat up my camera and it literally wouldn't record because it was so cold Mm -hmm. my camera was freezing and I was like are you joking me like I was so mad but I did see my favorite play I think I've ever seen at the festival and it was the Farnsworth invention oh yeah I didn't see that one I saw the um the Churchill one um like I, I like I can't remember what it was called. It was like the the mixed piece. Like there were like twenty eight scenes type of. Oh, you know, okay. Of. I didn't see that one. Um, and what else did I see? Oh, um, I met Keely Anderson, a friend of mine, over at the Bing Crosby. Like there was like a, a movement piece that they did there. I can't remember what they oh were. Oh my called god, either. the Bing Crosby Theater! I forgot about that. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! What's yeah, your- we were. what's your opinion of the Bing Crosby theater? I want to hear it. (laughs) I have nothing about it. I just like, I think in my brain, I, I forgot how much farther we had to walk. Yeah. We had to go like into, it was at downtown. Yeah. It was all downtown. Uh, Bing Crosby, like from the, that hotel, it's a nice walk on a nice day, you know, it's a freaking horrible walk and like the frozen ice on Mm -hmm. the ground on a not nice day. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the Bing Crosby. I think it's a, a cute little theater. They don't do plays too much in there, which is um, shocking. I don't know what, really what they do over there. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice space. I really liked the like the area of Spokane and like, uh, yeah. yeah, just the weather was trash. <laughs> Spokane really loves Bing Crosby uh, to a fault, I think. Um, specifically, is he from there? He went to Gonzaga, my alma mater. <laughs> oh, so, how interesting. Yeah, there's Bing Crosby things everywhere at Gonzaga. Like, they celebrate his birthday. And, like, if you if you go on the day of his birthday, there's, like, a, a society, like, a Bing Crosby society that gives out free cake, you know, like, during his birthday, which is really nice. That's grand. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Before, um, before we... Uh, before we used to hang out in the Hemmingson Center, which is like this big building that was like close to the Gonzaga Theater, um, there, all the students used to hang out at the Crosby Center, which was you know named after Bing Crosby. So yeah, they love Bing Crosby. <laughs> that is so funny. I I didn't I didn't know. I remember going to the campus. I didn't get to see a ton of the theaters. That was the only thing I wished that we would have seen more of the campus. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know about the. Um, the connection to Bing Crosby. Yeah, to be frank, you pretty much saw the whole campus. <laughs> it is that small compared to like Oregon, like when we went yeah. to Oregon and how massive and like like amazed that place was. Uh, Gonzaga, it, it was literally just that area. <laughs> that's wild. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so wild. You would think I've heard so much. I have like a, a good uh, friend from my old job who him and his wife both went to Gonzaga and he was the first person I learned that he was like, it's not Gonzaga because he spells Z-A-G, it's Zag. Like it's like, it's Gonzaga. And he was a huge Gonzaga fan. And obviously he went there, but I'd heard about it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to Gonzaga. Like I finally get to see this place. My friend has talked about for so long. And I was like, guys, nice. It's a nice yeah. area. Like uh, at least. The theater program sucks. <laughs> As someone uh-huh. who was part of it. Um, you know, there's one good professor in there, I think, but I, 
uh, poo pooed it. Um, <laughs> I'm poo pooing it right now, and it's kind of the reason why I quit theater, honestly. Yeah. Which uh, so there's that. Uh, this show's not about me. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So essentially, yeah, I was like, I, I was in network mode. I wanted to meet new people, um, mostly because like our group at Gonzaga, they didn't really hang out with. We didn't really hang out like compared to like everyone else who was there, like as a team, as a as a people. And uh, it was just like sucked. So I was just like, you know, well, I just got to make friends elsewhere, I guess, because my people don't want to hang out, don't want to do anything, don't want to like have dinner or together. Or the professors didn't really care about hanging out either. So it was just like, oh, I'll meet, I'll just go meet people. You know, I, I met the cast of like um, CSU Ferguson, which is like a, a series of like poetry and theater and music and stuff like that. It was uh, social justice and that kind of like opened the doors to like my social justice brain a little bit. And I got to meet the cast and the director for that and have dinner with them. Uh, they were really cool to hang out with. Um, I got, I got to meet some friends that I'm still friends with right now uh, from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you met Fatima too. My, my, my friend Fatima. I, friend Fatima. I met Fatima in Oregon, actually. <gasps> I think I've talked. Okay, that makes sense. I think we've talked about this. Because yeah. I remember being like, I don't know how Sid and Fatima met, but I'm assuming it was we, again. Uh, me and Fatima met uh, when Yusuf Gundi, friend of the show, uh, was giving a presentation to only faculty <laughs> because ACTF is horrible at planning. And uh, so the, 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 uh, the lecture about diversity and all that, uh, completely missed by all the students, except the people who knew Yusuf. <laughs> but uh, the people who knew Yusuf was Fatima. Like knew him, like knew his work. I, I didn't know. Yeah. Like I knew Yusuf personally at the time, um, mm -hmm. but Fatima knew him through his work. And you know, mm -hmm. Fatima was really emotional here, like hearing what had the Yusuf, Yusuf had to say. And I got mm -hmm. to get, like connect with all the people there. That's how me and Fatima met. Oh my gosh, how funny! Wow. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how we formally met. That's how I met Kyle, like uh, Kyle Nye, uh, aka Faye, who was like the drag queen. Um, oh yes, yes. We, we dated at ACTF. <laughs> I feel like you've told me about this because this sounds like a familiar story in my should, head. Like I can, I, it, it's coming back to me. Yeah. You should listen to Kyle and my episode. We talk about how we met. Yeah. Yeah. No he, way. yeah he, uh, like, um, he talked about, oh yeah, we hung out at ACTF. We met at ACTF and then, you know, we really got connected with one another. And I told him, dude, we met on Grinder <laughs> at ACTF. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, he made it all magical and. <laughs> oh my god, that's my favorite thing. Oh my, I love all, that. oh my god, Annalise, like at ACTF, all of the gays at uh, on like were on Grinder and like they were all horny, <laughs> like including me. I was there too, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like live your best life, like whatever. This yeah. <laughs> One of them, one of them won ACTF. Like one of them was like finalist at ACTF too. It was, it was like trying to hook up with me, and I was like, it's "I mean, wow." Yeah, I didn't get. I didn't get like any action because like I thought so, it, we were gonna go somewhere with Kyle, but that's another story for another time. You should listen to Kyle's yeah. episode. We explained <clears throat> like what happened. I hear all your uh, oi mates, you know, like yeah, I'm in a good having a a mosh. Uh, what, yeah. what do you call it? <laughs> oh shoot, there we go. They want to come. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Sorry. Just oh. saying we're going up, but we are at sorry. No, you're not. Hi there. We're going up. We are only next door. Okay, so hello. Uh, hello. Sid says hello. You look around, lovely. Um, Thank you. Um just so you, we're next door, so if it gets too noisy also, let us know. Okay. 
and I'll tell everyone coming in to be a bit shush. Sounds wonderful. Sorry, I know that was a lot. <laughs> You're all right. All right, be <laughs> safe, have fun. <laughs> she is the cutest ever. She is I, an absolute peach. Yeah, her. I Don't love let anybody her. know, but she's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, she's my favorite, honestly. Like, she's great. I, That's Annie. She, yeah, she should come back on. Like, come back here and. <laughs> oh, my, absolutely. Yeah, like, and they like, just stopped her for a little bit because, like, her she's voice, from York. She's yeah. great. She likes to talk about how she's from New York, so she's northern. So in the UK, okay. oh, northern yeah, is like the southern here. So it, it used like people like. Uh, 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 make jokes about the idea of like, oh, if you're, if you're, and you know how people make like jokes about Hicks in the mm-hmm. South. Yeah. It's the same, but reverse direction in, in, in the UK. Cause the North is, is more of like our South. Yeah. So I, she's from there. She's from farm town. <laughs> like I, I kind of want to like replicate her accent, but I feel like I would just be making fun of it. But, but I generally thought she, her accent was very, I loved it. I fell in love with her. Oh, I love her accent. Like she, she, um, the, the one that we all joke about is, um, she says a tote bag. A tote bag. Yeah, that. that. A tote bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just the one because she has this one tote bag, and she's like, "Oh, I can't find my tote bag." And then she, and then what's the other one? She says, "Oh, she says, pulp and pole, yeah. pulp and pole." I think it's it's p u l l and like the pope, mm-hmm. both sound the same when she says it. Okay. Yeah. I well, can't I, do it. I, I, I love I, her she accent. Called you, she, she called you love, you know. Like, yeah, love. What love? It's <laughs> real. Before we get into it, I didn't do the rigmarole because we've been talking like a lot here. But uh, yeah. just so people know, this is the rewind part of the Wayward World podcast. Uh, each and every Sunday, I sit with the Wayward artist as we talk about someone or something they're thankful for or whoever it is I want to talk about. Um, it uploads at a specific time on Sunday. I don't, I don't know, depending on the weather. Like it, it could be an afternoon, could be a morning. Um, if you like that, please subscribe to, to us on YouTube. Um, YouTube doesn't think we're uh, eligible for like a URL because we have less than 100 subscribers. So please uh, prove them wrong and subscribe Come to this on. channel. Subscribe. <laughs> um, okay. And then subscribe on audio platforms. We're on podcast services everywhere. Uh, anything with the cast at the end, we're there, including Facebook podcasts. So if you would like to engage in QAnon theories and- uh, There's a Facebook podcast. <laughs> There are. Yeah, you can listen to this show while you do that. You can listen to your QAnon theories, uh, your Trump supporting grandma, like whatever. No. As Mar- as, as Mar- or, you know, if you're listening to us in the metaverse, hello. What's up, metaverse? How's yeah, it going? It's, fuck- it's fucked up. But, you know, like I, you know, you get the views where the, you, you can get them, I guess. <laughs> hey. And if Zuckerberg wants to put this uh, shit show on, it, on the, his platform, why not? You know, yeah. it's it's not a shit show. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then support us on podcast. Uh, no, on patreoncom slash podcast We're at the dollar level. You could uh, buy me something off the dollar dollar menu at McDonald's, or at the five dollar above level, you could uh, support the show and get uh, early access to the content, uh, newsletters, blog posts, um, monthly chats, and uh, possibly be a guest on the show. So wayward. Uh, patreon.com slash wayward world podcast i was really good at the rigmarole before but then i my tongue got all it's all right yeah (laughs) now um annalise like i there's one thing i want to talk to you about recently i i love your enthusiasm from disneyland um when i first talked to you about disneyland my first ever trip to disneyland back in december of 2019 i didn't like it too much which was like uh a shock but you know um I realized at the time there were like a couple of factors into that. One was um, 
I was very overworked from theater and just like my job mm. in general. And I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't realize how much of a drain the show I was working on w- was put into like my trip to Disneyland and how it like affected that. But also I was very overwhelmed. There was a lot to do and uh, there's just a lot of people and I got tired. So I never strategized yeah. my, my nap times, you know, which, mm. which is like a, a sneak peek into like how, what I think about Disneyland right now. I took, I went to Disneyland in October of 2021 uh, for Halloween and it was one of the best trips I've ever had in my life. Um, I am now a full theme park enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, my feet were tired, but you know what I did this time, you know, going back to, I wasn't taking enough naps. I took a nap. I took a nap mm. and I took a bath, a hot bath or no, rather I couldn't really take a bath at my Airbnb, I guess, because they didn't have a plug. It was more of a shower, but I laid down in the tub and I yeah. had the hot water, like just shoot at my feet. And oh, it, nice. I, I'm telling you, I felt like a video game character. I felt like I got a, a one up. So when I went back Whoa. to the park, I went back to the park in the evening and I felt like, like it was the, or my first day back there, <laughs> you know? Oh like, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. And I also went to Universal Studios, which I got to say something. Universal Studios, way better than Disneyland, I think, in a lot of aspects. Are you actually joking me? No. Sid, are you joking me? Have you tried their Express Pass? No, because it is the biggest financial ripoff in all time. Are you serious? No, it's not. Yes. Okay, here's the the gag. So the reason why I'm going to say this. Okay. So one, okay, the last time I was at Universal Studios Hollywood, Mm-hmm. The rule was, correct me if I'm wrong compared to your, your last update, mm-hmm. but you pay, it was like a hundred something bucks on top of your ticket, right? Yeah. So a well, hundred something bucks. Well, here's the thing. I, uh, I did Halloween Horror Nights and it included the Express Pass. Okay. Okay. So that's it. A- but you're right. But you're right. I'm doing research on the next another trip. Yeah. So it's a hundred something bucks on top of your, your base ticket. And then you can only use it one time per attraction so you get essentially one fast pass per ride now considering how many rides there are at the entire park Mm -hmm. that's like what 10 rides i think so um i'm not really sure how many there were but uh uh, let me tell you something let me add to that like i i I, oh i have one more very important point yeah go ahead so before i had ever you like i i before i had gone there frequently i had an annual pass or whatever my friend who has an annual pass and goes there frequently, uh, let me know that the express pass for the or express lane, whatever the hell it's called, for the the castle ride, the uh, the Harry Potter journey through the castle, whatever that yeah, shit's journey called, journey through the forbidden forest. Thank you, that one. So that ride, when you essentially, there is like a one in four chance that you can completely hop and get into that line by saying that you're just doing a castle tour. So she was like, here's the life hack. Go into that line, say that you're just doing a castle tour, go all the way through the line. And a lot of times at the end, the cast member or the the team member doesn't give enough of a shit to check your express pass and just puts you on the ride. But if you were being an honest civilian, you would come up to them and say, oh, excuse me, I just wanted to do the castle tour. Can I get off now? But there's a lot of people who don't know about that. So there's that. I don't know if that's still effective. I don't know if they've been more stingy with checking, but she was like, every time I go to the parks, I use that. And she like, doesn't wait in line. So that's, that's only for one ride that probably doesn't work for any other ride. Cause that's the only ride where the queue is actually an attraction, mm-hmm. but I digress. So, okay. Continue with your point. 
Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I guess because it was my first time there, um, and I've never been to Universal Studios before, I wanted to ride mm-hmm. as many rides as I can. Um, yeah. Because when I got my uh, Halloween Horror Nights ticket, um, it allowed me park access at 2 p.m. before Halloween Horror Nights started. So okay. I did have, like, I did pay, I shoved a little bit extra for their ex- version of Express Pass. I think it's called Express Pass. Um, yeah. I, sho- I, I got that. And what I noticed through every single line for Express Pass was empty. It was Whoa. completely, it was completely empty. There are, there were lines out the door for a lot of things. And yeah. the Express Pass line was so empty. You just walk right in. Uh, when, uh, when it came to Halloween Horror Nights, which is one of the most popular <clears throat> events of that, of that whole month, um, yeah. their mazes, there were like an hour, hour and a half wait times for these mazes. And <laughs> I kid you not, these Express Pass lines were empty. They were so empty. Wait, I didn't, I, okay, so I've never been because I can't do scary things. And yeah. I didn't know, like, I don't know why in my brain it didn't ever click the idea that you would have to wait for the house. Obviously you would. Yeah. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. It was incredible. I would say empty. it's worth it for the value, but I think it's, it's like, from what you're saying alone, just to mm-hmm. say that like you can actually, it's a bummer because of how busy it is mm-hmm. that if you buy a regular ticket it's almost not worth it without the express pass because you can't get in the, on the rides you'd, I mean, you'd ride two rides a day or something would you make that same argument with the brand new genie plus though i, have, I haven't used I, it yet i do have genie I, plus so tickets i don't know enough about it because it's something i'm still trying to wrap my 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 mind around mm-hmm. and i've watched videos on it it's annoying, but at least I have to say it's only like an additional ten or fifteen dollars mm-hmm. a day. Yeah, it's ten or fifteen dollars, and then you would have to pay maybe twenty dollars for the premium. Like, um, I I don't know what the higher like the tier system for ticket is, but like Rise of the Excuse me, I'm dying here. <laughs> I know that uh, yeah. there's there's a couple of rides that are like there. You can only use it once. Like you yeah. can only do one of these or yeah. per per day like rise of resistance or i think radiator springs racers is probably on there like the new spider-man ride is on there yeah I but like go with your what oh you yeah saying? i think rise of the resistance you actually can't use it with like the basic like genie thing like you actually have to get, right. purchase a lightning lane pass and those are twenty dollars uh twenty dollars a pop yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I don't know. Here's here's the other thing about theme parks and uh, the people who go to them. They are a fortune. Um, if you're going there thinking like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to save money. I'm not gonna. You're yeah. buying you're buying twenty dollars a meal <laughs> yeah. every time. Like even the food. Like even like one simple item cost me like fifteen dollars. Like I bought. I think I bought an eight dollar Star Wars drink <laughs> just because yeah. it was Star Wars. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like people who, and I understand, you know, big families and like it, it all adds up and everyone wants to, like, it should be fair. But at the same time, it, like, this is like, uh, this is the system that we live in. You know, this is a. Uh... I, I tell people that if they're going to go, because there's so many people who I've met who it's like their first trip and they know that not only I, I've worked also for context, I worked in Disneyland and in Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
aside from going to the parks all the time and having annual passes, I also have worked in both parks. So people ask me a lot of times for like my advice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear people being like, oh, Annalise, I'm going for the first time. Yeah. So we're going to get like um, food out of the park and we're going to bring our our lunches and, and all these things. The lunch bringing thing, I'm not opposed to. I like to pack like a granola bar or an apple just to like sustain yourself. But when, I, when people tell me that they're going to go eat out of the parks, I'm like, that is a waste of money. Because yes, if you walk your little butt to the McDonald's on the road, you're paying less for, you know, like a Big Mac meal than you are a meal at one of the restaurants, even if it's a cheaper restaurant in the parks. However, you're going to spend an hour doing that. Mm-hmm. Minimum. And yeah. also the lines are crazy out there too. So it's like you paid to come to this park, enjoy it in the park, like if if the only time that I would say like leave is if you're doing something like, Hey, I need a reset and I need to go back to my hotel. Okay. That's fine. So you can enjoy the park more. But if you're looking to save money, there are ways you can save money, like bring a reusable water bottle, put snacks in your bag. So you're not buying popcorn as a snack or like buying apple slices as a snack, but like, you can also buy one yes, yes. You can buy one of those little things. See, you can buy so many different little cups, little Disney cups. Yeah. yeah. Look at this yes yeah. oh this this thing uh i showed it on the chapter like our re- reaction to chapter two of the book of Boba Fett. but uh this was filled with blue milk and i bought it yeah because california was so hot and i had no water and i was like i need a water bottle so i could like yeah, there you go and it's got a strap on it boom but strap. yeah it's like like what i always tell people is that if you cannot afford to eat in the park wait and save just a little bit longer so that way you can afford to eat in the park because also that i mean it sounds stupid but like it's part of the experience because it kind of is to say that you got a blue milk like you shouldn't be going to the park saying i can't buy a soda i can't buy a popcorn i can't buy a churro because that's part of the fun Mm -hmm. it's just blowing your money on snacks and food and eating crap food and and buying the souvenir cup that you really wanted like that is that's what i say don't go to the park on a on a pinching pennies budget go if you can afford to buy a $15 drink yeah <laughs> just and I think, blow, obviously not a $15 drink every day but you get what I mean yeah and I think like honestly like Universal Studios is like probably the park for you like uh if you want to like save money because like they also have like their bigger tier ticket which is like the VIP pass which is mm-hmm. um you get like unlimited first of all like uh you get unlimited express pass which you can ride these rides as for as many times as you want with this VIP wow. ticket like thing, but it also accommodates like a studio tour. So you can not, not the student, not the tram like studio tour, like that you can go on, but like, and also another like behind the scenes tour where you get to see other things like more sound stages and stuff like that. Yeah. But also you get refreshments and food yeah, <laughs> like for free, which is like, yeah. I don't know, that's crazy. Free food, <laughs> like at a park. That's crazy that you never, you would never, you would never hear that. And I, I, I just, I think that's really cool. I want to give that a shot when I go next time for yeah. Halloween Horror Nights this year. Ooh. Yeah. Which is like very exciting. I'm going um, to Disneyland um, the first week of May because they're doing Star Wars night um, yes. on May the 4th. And I was like, I was going to go on my birthday week, but I'm like, now I'm just going to my Star Wars week. <laughs> yes it's so fun too yeah Yeah. and I told like the Disneyland hotel people like hey um it's my birthday month okay (laughs) and uh, like there's like yeah we got we got you hooked up with the little pins and bat lanyards and stuff like that you'll get a call from Mickey Mouse or something like that (laughs) you know I will I will pay the ten dollars twenty fifty dollars it will take oh baby that's free oh it's free Mickey Mouse can call me for free 
yeah if you if you go to like the front desk and you tell like um like let's say you were checking in on a day and you're like hey xyz date is my birthday mm-hmm. like they would call you when i um booked my trip to disney world mm-hmm. um it was my birthday trip and i called them to like because it was my first time going to disney world so i like called them and i was asking a shit ton of questions and the guy attached to my reservation so it was a little bit more of a surprise but you can ask them and i got a letter from mickey mouse and a phone call on my on the morning of from like mickey and goofy so you can like absolutely they do that shit for free that is that is the making the magic you know sprinkle of pixie dust that they include in your park ticket so like the reason why you get the pins for free and like the phone call like that's all the bullshit that they're like it's the magic and it's not bullshit i love it (laughs) i i would love for the magic to be me eating at the blue bayou because i've been trying to snag like reservations for that for so long um and it's impossible it's impossible have you looked for this may trip uh, I've like you can't reserve for the May trip, but I tried going for October uh, when I was in there, and it's just damn near impossible to get like a reservation for this, even for Oga's Cantina. But at least Oga Cantina has a walk-in like situation. Um, yeah. Not Blue Bayou. Doesn't make sense to me, but I really. Wait, you Bayou. were able to to make reservations for um for Oga's Cantina. Yeah, well, I was able to make walk-in reservations. So, like, uh, Disney now has, like, you know, the actual dining reservation. But if you're in close proximity to, like, a certain restaurant, you could be put on a wait list, like a walk-in wait list. Okay, that's nice. So you don't have to wait in the line? Oh, yeah. And uh, it was early in the morning, so, like, the wait list was open. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to get in (laughs) to Olga's Cantina or, like, be a part of the walk-in. So I signed up for it. And I got in, like, in five minutes, which was – Oh, chill crazy actually like (laughs) there's so much stuff that like i haven't been to um a disney park in like two years like okay so i was working at disneyland when the pandemic started and so march like 10th of 2020 was the last time i was in a disney park because i remember it's like i got off work and i went to the parks and this was before any covid talk was happening and so yeah it was like march 10th or march 9th and I know I could look back because I remember taking pictures and all this stuff. And this was before we we knew any of this stuff. It was just, I had a bad day. And so I was going to the parks and I was just enjoying myself. Yeah. And there's been so much stuff that's been updated that I've had people messaging me recently going, hey, do you know how reservations work? And I'm like, no, because none of that shit was there. And like mm-hmm. this walk-up reservation thing, like apparently in Disney World, there's now like mobile pay for the yeah. stores on yes. the app. And I'm like- In, in Disneyland too. Oh, really? So you can walk into like the Emporium or it's called the Emporium in Disneyland. I get uh, so It's confused. the world of, world of Disney, I think. No, the the one on Main Street, the big store on Main Street. Yeah, I think that's one, in, World of is Disney. Is that the Emporium? No, that's the one in Downtown Disney. The big one in Downtown Disney is called World of Disney. But when you're walking down Main Street in Disneyland, there's one like walking towards the castle, the store that's on your left-hand side. Oh, okay. I think that's called, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Apples and oranges. That's but, okay that store you can walk into that store and like do self-checkout essentially yeah that's that's well i don't know about the important here's the thing um the my gap in the disney knowledge i have not walked main street so i'm focusing on the park and stuff but well yeah i know i know what do you mean hon what do you mean how do you have you not walked main you have oh oh, sorry sorry i i'm thinking of like outside the park uh you're you're talking about main street inside disneyland that's what you like i'm i'm getting yeah yeah. So you haven't been in downtown Disney. Uh no, I haven't explored downtown Disney. Oh, it's that's, 
it's cute but it's like don't take time out of your trip to go there if you're if you're there for disneyland the emporium like you're talking you're thinking of the emporium i think that doesn't exist anymore um or whatever the camera shop used to be like um there's a holiday no 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 the what there's a holiday shop there there, now? there there is like the it's where the old kodak like cameras used to be like they got rid of that whole thing now it's a a christmas like it's a holiday they call it a holiday thing now where they make ornaments and stuff i'm so fucked up right now my brain <laughs> it's christmas is, i'm it's it's so hard to because there are so many things in magic kingdom and disneyland that have the same names and so many that don't and mm-hmm. so i frequently will have like I'll be like like trying to explain to somebody where it is without being there obviously if I'm there I know I understand where I am but I'll try to be explain something they're like that doesn't exist and I'm like what do you mean that doesn't exist it's always been there and they're like no and then I like look it up on the app or something like that and I'm like oh it's because it's on the other side of the country wrong park so I'm getting so messed up right now and maybe I'm just like losing my marbles because I'm thinking of Florida so I'm, yeah. as soon as we're done with this, I'm going on the Disneyland app and like looking at all the updates. Cause like I said, there's been so many things that have been updated, like freaking Avengers campus. Yeah. That I didn't see thing. Avengers campus and you saw that, right? Oh my God. It was so, uh, here's the thing. I'm, um, I loved Avengers campus more than uh, Batu, like in my opinion. Really? Yeah. And it, it's because of the character interactions. Like I met mm. Spider-Man and like, it wasn't just some guy in the Spider-Man suit like that animatronic that they have, like those TikTok videos don't do them justice. When you see it in real life, holy shit, it looks like a person. (laughs) It looks like an actual like, oh my God, this is real, real life. And we just saw Spider-Man jump and come down like the building to say hi to everybody. And like Spider-Man is so cool. Like he sounds just like Tom Holland. Like it's Uh... it's really cool. Benedict Cumberbatch is there too. The Doctor Strange. (laughs) Like we did his little show. His show is very weird because uh, I ha- okay. So I'm gonna say this right now. I have not seen all of the MCU movies, so like a- no spoilers for me. But also, oh, no. I, there's a lot. I know who the characters are. I just don't know any. So well, I don't well, know any context of stories. Doctor Strange has like a little magic show. It's not like right. uh, part of the show or anything. But like uh, he he does like this magic show. But like everybody's like sitting on the floor. Um, and like if you're standing, like it, it's kind of in a position where the sun. Like I had the sun in my eyes and I had to like <laughs> shield oh. my eyes, uh, but it was really cool. Like the guy that they got for uh, the uh, Doctor Strange looks exactly like Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> the the Dora Malaji are there. Like the uh, yeah. Black Panther people. I met Black yeah. Panther. Like Black Panther <gasps> people. We did that. Uh. I didn't. I didn't feel very like racist or white doing the Wakanda forever. It's like him, yeah. you know, the greeting, like, cause like, I feel like when I do it, like, I'm just like, ah, that's not my thing. But like, here's the King of Wakanda. He's right here. That's, oh yeah. It's, a, you, it's you, allowed. You respect the King of Wakanda. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> yeah. And then like, there's Loki. Um, there was Shang-Chi. There was uh, Falcon who's in his Captain America attire. Like, cause he's oh, Captain America. Steve Rogers right. is there. Captain America, Thor. Oh. Uh, who else is there? I know all the Eternals people are there. They used to, I, I don't know if they're still there, but uh, they were there. Um, Hawkeye, yeah. um, Kate Bishop. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Do you see how many characters there are? No, like, I know. This- it's insane. There's so many. Like, I'm so glad yeah. that Spider-Man is not, like, that the superheroes are not in that weird little section of California Adventure that they used to be in. Because it was... One, I liked how you used to be able to meet Mike and Sully at the, so where Spider-Man used to be, 
on like the New York street or whatever, mm-hmm. you used to be able to meet Mike and Sully there. And it was decorated like Monsters University and it was like a dorm and it was really cute. Mm-hmm. And then they updated the superheroes and they were all just kind of weirdly splattered around the place. So it's nice that they have a home. Mm-hmm. They have like a like a universal place I really enjoy. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many characters, so many things. Ant-Man and the Wasp, their little the, Oh yeah, they're there the, too. What whatever that that's the 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 their food, Pim's particles. Food. Pim's yeah, food. that one. The food's great. I had their drinks, like the alcoholic drinks are great. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I have like a lot of burping in here. No, you're good, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But like what's really great about it is like the campus itself is a reference to uh, the comics as well. Um, It's the West Coast. It's the West Coast Avengers, which, you know, that they they had a run in the comics. Uh, Hawkeye was the leader of the West Coast Avengers. And that campus is called like the California campus, which, you know, you could like spin it to like the West Coast Avengers, you know? Um, So like, you know, they have, they still have their base of operations in New York, you know, like this isn't supposed to be a replication of like New York City. This is California. And it's just like that. I I like that stuff. I like uh, how it evolves and changes, even though there's like one ride, which is right now it's a Spider-Man ride. And I hear it's a tier thing that's going to happen. Uh, because like they have that whole Avengers campus and look, the doors look like they open. So it's just like, I think you're supposed to like, there's a Quinjet ride that's supposed to be there eventually. Okay, like it's yeah. opening up in phases kind of like Star Wars did. Right. Um, but what I like about Avengers compared to Batu, Batu is so stuck on um, the canon. Like, uh, like it has to be canon. So it takes place um after the last jedi and between mm-hmm. like uh, before the rise of skywalker between episode eight and nine and it's mm-hmm. just like it's stuck in that world but be, and because it's stuck in that world you don't get like boba fett which is very popular right now like the book mm-hmm. of boba fett and ming na wen who is uh fennec shen you don't you can't see right. their characters because it's not canon um now have you gone to the launch bay because you can meet boba fett over there yeah you could do that but like i, yeah. I guess what i'm saying is like it would be nice to go to the world, their designated spot, which you would assume. Yeah. The the thing about Batu is that the and obviously like you have Ray there and you have Chewie there, but the idea behind it is that it's a planet that doesn't exist within the universe. Like yeah. it's a new planet. And so that's what they like when people are storytelling to you, like in the shops or like, you know, or storylining to you or whatever, they talk about like yeah neighboring planets like Tatooine or like whatever the fuck so like I like that part of it but I understand what you mean of like oh well you can't meet characters that you're seeing out and about right now like both like I don't know if Boba Fett would ever show up on Batu because it's like yeah. if he was there that's a problem like you know and there's also Actually, no you know meet like and we, greet areas but don't I don't know like I said yeah. I also oh no I didn't say this I haven't seen the, the Boba Fett story and Mandalorian so. well Mandalorian and Boba Fett <laughs> they take place between um 40 years between like before the the force awakens or 35 years oh so, really who knows you know maybe the book of boba fett ends and uh he's on jakku and like he's part of like the sequel trilogy now so yeah. maybe he pops up but like yeah it kind of it, it limits them a little bit like uh yeah. doing that so it's just like it's nice that avengers campus can be like oh yeah we can promote the next marvel movie and like introduce a character in the park like i would not be mm-hmm. surprised if they somehow incorporate Uh, I guess spoilers not really spoilers for Hawkeye I guess there's just a scene with the Rogers the musical like which Mm -hmm. I won't even tell you what that is like it's uh but it's it's a musical number and um it would be a really good part in the Disney thing uh, yeah with the way it looks um you should watch Hawkeye 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, that is my current, um, my current list of things. I, my, my friend George and I, we, for like the last year and a half or so, every Friday we watch Love Island UK. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before I even came here on yeah. FaceTime. And, uh, we have about like nine or eight episodes left of the season. And then the first thing that we're starting is going through the MCU. Mm-hmm. So that way, um, cause I, yeah, I just said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going through the MCU because my hope is to go to Disneyland Paris for my birthday and mm-hmm. they're opening an Avengers campus over there too. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to watch all the MCUs. I've been wanting to watch them for so long, but it's hard for me to watch stuff by myself. And so we're going to do that together. And then I need to finish it by the summer. So I'll watch all the Hawkeyes and all the, mm-hmm. all the, the, the WandaVisions and all, all the things. I have so much stuff to catch up on. I've watched yeah. two of all of the MCU movies. That's it. Okay. Yeah, uh, if I could make a, a strong argument for you to watch Daredevil, which is not part of the, uh, the like the canon MCU and the Spider-Man movies too. Yes. Oh, and the Spider-Man movies, I absolutely need to watch because I want to watch the new Spider-Man movie, and I know that if I don't watch the new Spider-Mans, I'll be sad and spoilers and yeah. all the things. And I've 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 blocked so many words on Twitter. Literally, right. you go into my Twitter block words, <laughs> and it's all mcu stuff okay well, it's like it, spider-man spider-man <laughs> like tony stark <laughs> all the there, things blocked yeah well uh, it's good that you probably have disney plus so you could do that i do yeah I do. You, you can't do it for spider-man though which is sad uh, right. because, of, because of the sony thing but oh there's just a couple i think it's like 20 bucks you can get like everything uh all the yeah. mcu spider-mans from sony but um yeah i this trip, like, I also uh, saw the uh, the Oogie Boogie Bash, which um, was, it was fun. It was kind of going on my last day where I was just exhausted and tired. So I didn't, yeah. my legs could carry me like so, so far. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I figured out my limit at Disneyland is probably three days. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. You, Good to you, know. It's like, mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. You make me sound no. like you make me sound like inferior. Like, oh, I can do no, it. I can do it. That's not at all. That's not at all what I meant. That's not at all what I meant. She's like, okay, get to know, get to know that, yeah. that, that that's that's where you that's cute. Stop having an enjoyable experience. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I mean, I'm just teasing. I, I I I worked in Disney World where I think I walked 16 miles on average a day but then when i lived near disneyland i would go for like a couple hours i wouldn't go for a whole day because i would live 20 minutes from the park and i had an annual pass like i'll come back tomorrow (laughs) so no i mean it's it's a it's a lot it's so much walking and it's so much stimulation and Mm -hmm. just taking in all these things so i totally understand that yeah i'm just teasing you a little bit but uh uh at, at oogie boogie uh we met um agatha harkness so when you yeah. watch wandavision you know who that character is agatha mm-hmm. harkness was probably the best character here's the thing with character interactions for me i am so scared of them i like i get so nervous around these characters like <laughs> i want to be respectful but also like i don't know it's a weird thing it's an anxiety thing yeah. i get i i think in my head that they think they'll think i'm a, a fake like I like I'm a. That's so funny. <laughs> like that, that's why like oh my god like Ray I, I I'm talking to Ray and she's like wait you didn't know about my one thing like my one Star Wars fact and I'm like I'm sorry yeah you're right. Okay. I, it, I I've never uh, been a character performer but being a photo pass photographer in Disney World I worked with characters pretty much like 
90% of my day was working with characters. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I was having a bad day, I didn't work with characters at all, but I would work with characters all the time, talk to characters all the time. And one, if there's a thing that you don't know, it makes their job easier because they get to tell you something, but they like it when you talk to them. Because the amount of times that I've seen people not even say hello to Mickey Mouse and just walk or not even say hello to Belle, like Belle can talk. So it's like people walk up and just stand by her and go, cheese. And then she's just like, hi, I'm a, I'm a human. I can, I can talk to you. Like you waited 45 minutes in line to, to like, you could have just waited and taken a picture of the poster board. But so like, they love it when you talk to them. If there's things that you don't know, it makes their job easier. If you're excited. And also like, if you're worried about taking up too much time, then like, like one, somebody will let you know. Mm-hmm. So one, don't ever worry about going over time. But two, then just take a shorter amount of time. Then mm-hmm. just be like, I'm here to get my picture. I'm here to say hi to you. And I'm here to hear you talk. And then once I do all those things, okay, I'm going to scoot And like, then it's like, that always releases my anxiety when I talk to the characters. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm here for a second. I want to tell you this one thing. Tell me something. Okay, bye. <laughs> I got to yeah. run. <laughs> I always get like, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I get nervous. But but no, I totally, I, I understand that. Not wanting to say the, uh, wanting to say the right thing to this character and like have them not be like, ugh this person but yeah if you don't know things it makes their job easier yeah. so go up there not knowing shit that's fine and i know that they're not allowed to do that because like the mickey mouse snipers are all over so like if anything is off character like for this person they're dead you know like essentially yeah that's what i heard it. <laughs> like you know like you're not even supposed to acknowledge like oh yeah like if you're friends with somebody like one, one of these character actors you can't say oh yeah hey uh Ben, who's playing Spider-Man. I know you, Ben. Oh, You're my child. No, they don't respond. They, yeah. they have no or, clue. Or they Ray don't Scott. know who that person is. Yeah, exactly. So um, like, uh, it's glad, I'm glad that you reassured me there, but my anxiety ain't gonna like, <laughs> not gonna be yeah, like, I, nah. The I, more you I, talk to them, the easier it is. And honestly, ever since working with characters, I now want to meet characters. But before that, I didn't want to for the same reason of like, I would love a picture with Winnie the Pooh, but holy shit, what the hell am I going to say to him? But now that I've worked with them and like, I know how to story, like it's called storylining when you're like talking for a character that can't talk. Mm-hmm. And when you're just like, hi Pooh, it's so good to see you. How's the honey been? And he's like, mm, miss yeah. thumbs up. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that's great. I also love honey in my tea. Can we get a picture? Thank you yeah. so much you're so cuddly so great to talk to you bye <laughs> like it's like I had to do it for six months so now I'm really good at talking to characters and I find it fun but the more you talk to them and the more you meet them I promise you the anxiety one day will go away yeah I think <laughs> it, it was a little bit it was definitely easier the second time so I, I do believe you there um it, I still haven't really met Mickey Mouse I mean like nowadays you can't really meet any of these characters like uh which yeah. is kind of the unfortunate thing um, yeah. You could talk to them, like if you're far away, but like the um, the costume characters are a little bit hard to interact yeah. with. But you know, maybe uh, maybe in May they'll change that. You know, like but that's what we said about yeah. The maybe things will be better in the world. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, but the, you know, Praying. like talking about cast members and stuff like that, and um, yeah, like I want to talk about cast members from Disney and uh, team members from Universal Studios. You know, the, the yeah. Disney cast members love those guys. Like uh, I went to Plaza Inn for breakfast. And uh, mm-hmm. when I when I left, like uh, there was like a little old lady there. It's like, oh, are you leaving? You know, like, oh, you just like you didn't say like she did. She made me she made me feel like like, you know, 
a kid like oh uh you didn't have enough to eat you were only in there really quick and i was like yeah to get on the rides and stuff like she was really nice the universal studios people nice people they were they were all great but when you go inside the mazes it was like one of the most funniest things ever you get like these harry potter looking like and i say harry potter they're, they're not themed like in the harry potter thing they're wearing cloaks like oh. inside these mazes and like with their little glow stick and they'll be sitting in the corner you having a panic attack because you just saw michael myers like pop out <laughs> of you and then they're just sitting there like yeah 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 and they're just move like along, move along they're just like standing in the corner with like the most oh, yeah. serious faces in the world like I- <laughs> yeah there is no there is no um like uh character or like story building integrity like that like that's a disney thing versus a universal thing like it's like if you are at moe's like burgers or whatever the hell it's called if you're at moe's most tavern mo thank you most tavern oh my god i can't believe it. as a as a simpsons fan i'm so mad i couldn't come up with that because you get a burger there but anyway um but when you're at moe's tavern or whatever they're not like oh like welcome to springfield they're like what do you want <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> which i mean minimum wage work I, I that's it's fine but also i love the, the story and the if somebody's excited mm-hmm. for for especially in a in a position like that but then just to be in the corner with a glow stick like mm-hmm. move along move along keep going yeah, it was just so funny like because like in contrast like people are getting this shit scared out of them and then yeah they were just they're, they're literally like it is they're just sitting in the corner and you can see their little faces but like you can see their little glow sticks of like hey come on you gotta move you gotta move go go go, go. <laughs> like it was just i don't know like it, didn't, it wasn't distracting or anything i just thought yeah oh, yeah this is joe schmo like i god i hate this yeah like, i have to hear all this screaming and like flashing lights and stuff yeah <laughs> like, i don't know if i want to do that job that's i mean mm-hmm. perhaps to those the glow stick people we but we shout you out, glow stick people. <laughs> but here's the thing about Universal. I think they're uh, taking a book out of Disney right now with this Grinchmas. Mm-hmm. Like they have, they had Grinchmas for a while. Grinchmas is hardcore. That's that is the most like Disney-fied thing mm-hmm. about the about the parks. I'd say Harry Potter World and um, Grinchmas stuff definitely very Disney. Yeah, I wanted to go in December, but then uh, it was. A little, Tickets during the holidays are very expensive to mm-hmm. travel. I mean, like the tickets to Universal were, were pretty much the same, which I love about Universal too. Like Grinchmas, like if that was at Disney, you would be paying an extra $200 uh, to go there <laughs> to, to do yeah. Grinchmas, which that's what I'm doing with the, like the, the Star Wars thing. I had to like buy my basic admission pass if I wanted to go to the parks in the morning. Oh, you're doing like the Star Wars, like after the, the evening thing yep oh like the event okay yeah but then i also bought tickets for that same day so i can go to the park in the morning so i had to pay like two prices you know yeah it was just kind of lame but uh no grinchmas was really um it looked really interesting i i watched a lot of grinch tiktoks (laughs) and it made me stand. it made me stand the grinch you know because i as a kid i was terrified of the grinch um yeah I actually had nightmares of Jim Carrey's The Grinch, specifically the video game. My mom bought the video game. I don't know why. Um, I didn't know there's a video game. Yeah, there's a PS1 game, and uh, <gasps> I broke it. I snapped it in half because I could not. I cannot be in the same room. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, have you seen the Illumination version of The Grinch? Because I love that freaking movie. I have not. No. It's actually really good. Also, Keenan Thompson is in it. It is oh. so good, but. Yeah, it, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch coming back to Benedict Cumberbatch. He does a really good Grinch. I wish he did his British accent. What's up with that? Like he has a really nice British accent, and like he has that yeah. weird Doctor Strange like American accent. 
Like, I think because if you do a British accent, you sound like an, like you're like the maniacal evil villain. Like the British person in the movie is always the one who's going to kill everybody. It's like, oh yeah, I'm the maniacal evil person. But when you have like this like flat American accent, you just sound crotchety. And it's like, I don't think the Grinch wants to kill Cindy Lou Who. I think he just wants to make everybody's day suck. You know, he's like, ah, screw you guys. But he doesn't want to murder anybody. I guess, yeah. I, I guess they had to make it tolerable, especially like the Jim Carrey one is honestly scary. Like, yeah, he no, would, he's terrifying. He would actually kill somebody. Have you seen The Mask? I have seen The Mask. I was a very big fan of The Mask, actually. Yeah, scary shit. That man, he is, he is a scary man. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's good at what he does. But yeah, no, The, the Grinch, The Mask, Nightmare Fuel. So we've talked about the parks for a while. I'm very glad to, because like uh, that, that's been my special interest lately, um, like is the parks and theme parks. I've been listening. You should listen to AP. Um, I, I think it's called AP pass or something, annual pass or something from Rooster Teeth, where they talk about oh. um, like uh, theme park stuff. But oh. I was wondering on the topic of that is, do you yeah. watch like uh, theme park content creators on YouTube? I I okay I sort of do so one of my favorite channels is called TPM vids Mm -hmm. and it stands for like theme park theme park videos whatever and they do videos talking about like um kind of there it's kind of countdown style but like well thought out it's not just like it's not watch mojo but if you if you listen to them, they kind of sound similar. But like TPM has like a lot of like they do their own research. They're like going to the parks, filming stuff, and they do cool things like talking about like historical rides that got shut down or the like rides that got killed early and like all that stuff. And so things like that. So I like that. Um, and then there's another one called like Expedition Adventure. I think is the the theme park channel where they talk about all theme parks like around the world. But as far as like content creators go, they're Oh, I should. What was her name? There's a girl, Emily something. Emily's DZP. I should look her up because I haven't looked her up in a while. But the only people I really consistently watch that do theme park content, I would say there's this one dude who lives in Tokyo. Oh. And nope, that's a lie. He lives in Shanghai. Son of a bitch. I don't know where he lives. He <laughs> lives at the one in the place that has the, um, the, I think it's Tokyo, yeah, because he 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 lives at the place where the Universal Studios is that has the Super Mario World. Oh yeah, uh, Japan. Japan. Okay, so he lives in Japan, and Tokyo. Yeah, so he he lives in Tokyo, and he goes to um, Disneyland Tokyo and Tokyo Sea a ton. So I'll watch his videos sometimes, and he's from America, um, so his videos are in English, which is helpful. Um, But I watch his videos sometimes, and then there's also this girl. Her name is Brooklyn. I can't remember what her, oh, it's like Once Upon a, uh, oh, Bronwyn, not Brooklyn. Her, Once Upon a Bronwyn is her channel. And she did the DCP in Disney World. And I think she's either going back and working there or like whatever. And I kind of got into her before I did my DCP. And, but now she like goes to the parks. I don't know if she currently works there, but I know she goes to the parks. So, but I don't watch her content a ton, but those are the only two p- people I would say I watch consistently aside from like the history about theme parks type of stuff but do, do you watch any particular content creators uh, i was going to mention like the history stuff like i really love like theme park history um yeah. theme park history mostly talks about universal studios which like it's really okay. fascinating learning the history about universal studios and yeah. how much like they're willing to like drastically change their parks um because like a lot of their rides at least in hollywood are not 
the parks that opened the park, which, you know, that's crazy. Cause like, if you get, compare it to Disneyland, they still have the parks from the forties, like maintaining yeah. everything. So it's really interesting to learn about the history of Universal Studios and like how that developed. Um, unlocking childhood memories of like the Nicktoon studio at Universal Studios Orlando, which I've never been to Orlando, but like I saw yeah. the Nicktoon studio. I'm like, oh my God, I always wanted to go there as a kid. But yeah. it was, and it was in a theme park. Can you? Yeah. I, I, my childhood is so rough, you know, for like, not to trauma dump or anything, but like I had an awful childhood and I like, I missed out on all that stuff. So like as a kid, like that would have been so exciting to see all the Nickelodeon yeah. stuff over there. Um, so theme park history is really cool. Disney Dan. I love that guy. He's funny. He sits at the desk, right? Sit at the desk. He's, a, he's got yes, that okay. big old laugh. Uh, yes, I, I've, I've watched his video. I don't watch him consistently, but I watch his videos. I like his videos. Yeah. And then there's um, Defunct, uh, which is my favorite. Also. Yes. Yes. I Because they do, they have like the defunct land and they talk about like the old, the old like Disneyland stuff. Decrepit also. parks, right? Yeah. Well, they talk about like the, um, like, you know, the, the ride. They're similar. They're not similar to theme park history, which, you know, they, they talk about current rides too, but he mostly yeah. focuses on rides that closed and why they right. closed. Right. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I like and, that too. And they recently talked about the the ticketing system at Disneyland and how awful it is. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I got to watch their video because yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting topic, but yeah. yeah. What, what do you think about like influencers at Disneyland as someone who worked there? I, I have no problem with it and I am very pro Disney adult. And I know oh, that's too. a controversial statement. I mean, I, we, we are both Disney adults. I mean, your background has got Disney stuff. All those masks on my wall, almost, oh, wow, look at that. The focus even changed. Almost every one of these masks says Disney. I've got a whole, dis- oh my God, I have that one at home. Look, I just got, my mom sent me these ones. Um, for those doing the audio only version, we're showing off wishables. And I, yes, I love the waffle. He's so soft too. These are the 50th anniversary ones that I ordered and my mom sent me in my latest care package. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, to, as a did Not to interrupt you real quick, but like yes. uh, there is a spirit jersey of these waffles that smells like syrup. Shut up. Because I've seen that. I didn't know it smelled like syrup. It's online at the Shop Disney store. So go buy That's it. iconic. Yeah, go ahead. Finish what you're I'm say. not a huge fan of Mickey waffles, but I mean, I'm just not a breakfast food person. But anyway, I love that. Um, but yeah, I, I am. I am very pro Disney adult because the way that I see it is let people enjoy things, mm-hmm. and like you can you can have a discussion about yeah, it's a company and a corporation. You're giving a lot of your money to this company. One, we live in a capitalist society. The little men are not the ones who are going to fi- cap- fix capitalism. I don't believe in that. So if you're if you're if that's the argument, like I'm sorry, fuck off. Um, but most arguments are you're a grown ass adult. Why do you enjoy this? And I'm like, well, I could be spending my money on alcohol and yeah. drugs, but instead, this little stuffed animal of Mickey Mouse that cost me ten U.S. dollars makes me so happy every time I look at it. And if you squish it, it's soft. And this made this brought me so much joy. And I get to look at it all the time instead of a beer sitting in, on my table and then being gone. So like, why is it a problem that I enjoy this? Mm. Like, let people enjoy things. And so some people clown on Disney influencers. And I, there was a big discussion within the Disney influencer community and like, and like theme park influencers community uh, when the pandemic hit because these people who made content strictly around being in the parks couldn't go do that thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think there's trouble when people make content 
strictly based off of the parks and don't put any of their own spin on it. But when you're able to become a personality within the Disney world, like there was a, um, there was a gal, her name's Sarah Sterling on Instagram, and she used to hardcore do Disney stuff. She actually worked at Disney for a little bit, but she talked about that a lot. And she was like, the thing is, is I've always posted about my life too. And I share things about my world. So even though I'm doing Disney content, it's not just, I'm taking a picture in front of the castle. It's like, oh, I'm going to show you my favorite places to go, or these are the things I like to do, or I'm just going to have a fun day. You guys can hang out with me. So like, I think there's a fine line. And also a recent discussion I saw on Disney Instagram is that people who make, which I didn't know this was a thing, but there are people who apparently make videos specifically about meeting characters Yeah, and are like, which is weird to me, like like I guess that I've seen I haven't seen it a lot honestly in Disney World I didn't see it that often um and it was more of people from other countries trying to take videos it wasn't influencers um but like I I guess the problem being that their content surrounds interacting with performers and so they're making millions while the performers are making nothing which I absolutely agree with once again because if that performer wasn't there they couldn't do their content versus if the castle is closed that's a completely different thing but like if you can't meet characters you have nothing to base off of because half of your content is somebody else adding content to it like do you get what i'm trying to say yeah like well the the thing is like with those creators also they they're trying to get these um these costume characters you know like to say things out of character which is like that's what's getting them popular like um like they would say like weird shit like that you would normally not ever say to it like a cat like a cat like a like a character not the cast members of disney and their terminology yeah (laughs) but like the characters and it's just like man you're trying to get these people fired like uh you know i'm uh i'm like like learning about like what cast members can and can't say about disney and stuff like that like you know Mm -hmm. there are certain things like that can get them in real big trouble like if a if a character like went out of character like even just the smidge like that yeah and the thing is is the people who are doing it know what they're doing Mm -hmm. there would be a totally different thing if somebody innocently said um i thought flynn rider's nose was smaller than yours Mm -hmm. or whatever and like they're like oh yeah no it looks a little bit different in those paintings like that's a that's a six-year-old going you don't look like the cartoon okay that's fine but adults who are vlogging this it's like you know you're trying to make the person who is in the costume shit their pants Mm -hmm. and you're doing it for laughs and you're making fun of ultimately the the performer Mm -hmm. one the the sanctity of all of the 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 storytelling that's that's another reason why i i defend the 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 character integrity so much because I think of not only what it means to people like us of like character integrity of like, yeah, I know like Rapunzel, I don't our Rapunzel lives in Corona and the, the kingdom of Corona and like Elsa lives in Arendelle and all these things. And she's just visiting her summer house. And, but also for the little kids of like, if I'm over here trying to make Elsa say something and there's a kid in line overhearing this and seeing Elsa squirm, like that's going to ruin it for like the little boy ready to meet his favorite queen or like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, this this is this is an everybody thing and which means it's an everybody thing it's not just for adults it's also for kids 
mm-hmm. you know, like Disney is obviously for kids, but it's like, think about the kids too. You don't want to sit there ruining some kid's childhood because mm-hmm. you did something weird with yeah. Rapunzel and now she's acting not like Rapunzel, you know? Yeah. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. At yeah. Don't be weird. Just, just have fun. Don't be yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, going back to the Disney adult thing and like, why are you enjoying Disney? Like, um, at like our age and stuff like that, you know, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, like I had a very traumatic childhood. I didn't yeah. get to experience the parks as a kid. I was kind of like isolated in Saudi Arabia for most mm-hmm. of my life. I've dreamed about going to Disneyland. Um, the first visit, like being like not that great, um, kind of like, okay, the first trip not being that great kind of sucked because it was just like, I feel like I would have enjoyed this way, 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 way more if I was younger. But now, yeah. like, you know, I went to on my second trip and everything. I'm, like, tampering my expectations, and I need to take more rest because I'm older now. And it's just, like, you know, as a kid, I never really got to go. But uh, the only context to Disneyland I've ever had um, was the Disney sing-along songs, like, yeah. and listening to the, the Walt Disneyland version of it. And I was just, mm-hmm. like, uh, at first, <laughs> realizing just how small Disneyland looks compared to that, how it looks on TV in that video, yeah. which is like, which is like kind of funny, but um, also, you know, like, yeah, the childhood wasn't really that great. And Star Wars is something that means a lot to me and Marvel yeah. and all that, like, and having that all in the park, it's great. When I went to Disneyland my second time, I was sitting there like at opening day, like well, opening day, like, you know, like it was opening for the day, like type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone's rushing to, get into their lands and everything and get on the rides first. And I just sat down on the bench and watched everybody. And I was like, I kind of reflected on the last two years and just being like, God, have we been stuck in this house? I've been stuck in my house all day. I haven't traveled in two years. Um, I quit theater and stuff like that and um, came out to my dad. Uh, My job, well, like was very stressful at the time, still is in a lot of aspects of it. And, um, you know, for a second, like that moment of it, like escapism, like sure, I spent a lot yeah. of money, but like the smells and like the sounds and seeing all these different diverse people in the park. And not only that, like they were in costume because it was Halloween. So you got to see, yeah. I got to see like a Howl's Moving Castle and just being like, oh shit, I love Howl's Mo- Moving Castle. And like, there's a couple wearing a Howl's Mo- Moving Castle like outfit. That's so cool. That's and like the little Toy Story people were there. Like yeah. they're like, like Toy Story families and stuff like that. Uh, Side note, like the families that wear those Disney shirts are very weird to me, but like, oh, the like, ones that say like dad, mom with like a Mickey ears or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, those I, are corny. I would, uh, I would be very embarrassed to get away. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, it, it was still fun. Like uh, I, I enjoyed that. And I was like, damn, I really don't want to go back. Like uh, I, I kind of yeah. want to like, this is probably a new idea to a lot of people, but I kind of wish I can live in the park. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do, uh, like when I tell you that there is so many times where I think about, do I just want to move back to Florida and work at the parks? And I know that's not the right answer for me, but working and uh, like living so close to the parks, but like, it was one of the best times in my life. Cause I, I got to, I got to work here. It's like, I was there every day. I was living there. And then I'd go home and sleep and then I could come here on my day off. So like I was living in the parks and it's, it's, it's just as fun as it it sounds. It really is. It it sounds so stupid, but it is. So I totally understand that. Yeah. And you have every reason to be mad at Disney, like for the way they treated you, like during the pandemic, like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of bullshit that I just, 
if you're curious, not to plug my own shit, but if you're curious about what happened at the beginning of the pandemic with the Disney College program, I've made two videos about it. I have them on my Instagram and on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just kind of explain what happened. But they they kind of shafted all the DCP people in a really shitty way. They fired us with four days notice, not only firing us, but also uh telling everybody to move out of their houses and people lived internationally and it was really scary for a lot of people and i mean imagine getting four days eviction notice and they pretend like they helped and they didn't and i interviewed people from around the world and it's i'm very proud of those videos so please go watch them if you're curious about the whole situation but looking back on how they treated the dcp there's still points where i like it sounds so silly but I'd like to go back, but I think the thing, and this is something I touch on in those videos, is that it's the people who make the magic, not the company. Yeah. And that's why I miss that job is everybody I worked with, even like, don't get me wrong, you're gonna have shitty people no matter where you go. Shitty roommates, shitty coworkers, shitty people who live in your town. But like, overall, there's a lot of people who are on the same mission in a Disney park that are like, we're here because we want to have fun or we want to make somebody else have fun. And we wanted to make their experience really great. And so that was really great to like work and live in and all that stuff. So I could totally see myself going back one day, maybe as a performer. I don't know. But like, I I understand one, people watching in Disney is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I great. love sitting on a bench, eating a churro and just looking at all people, enjoying themselves for the very first time. Oh my God. If you've never gone to a Disney park with either a child for the first time or a person who's really excited for the first time, it's a really good time, like taking people to Disneyland who have never been or haven't been in a long time. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. We, Just we watching should, people. Yeah, we should have gone to Oogie Boogie Bash, remember? I know. It was, uh, it, it's so, um, I, the, the first time that you went wasn't Oogie Boogie Bash. What? No, no it, it, wasn't. it wasn't. It was like Christmas. Yeah, but I was in Florida and I was so mad because I was like, wow, you're finally in Disneyland and I just moved from Disneyland to Disney World. But mm-hmm. no, I would love to go to the parks with you sometime because it would be so much fun. And I'd love to see like what your favorite things are. I love seeing people like go to Disneyland and just chill, like yeah. chilling and vibing. And <laughs> I will enjoying. go with you. I will go with you to Disney World because I tried to plan. So beginning of the pandemic, like the October trip, like it. I was trying to figure out what that was going to look like eventually because mm-hmm. it was still too early in the pandemic. Um, like in the beginning of the year, we didn't have our, well, I had my vaccines uh, and everything, but I was still trying to figure out, okay, do we go? Is it smart right now? Um, like, is it going to shut down again? Which is like, oh, you spend a lot of money. <laughs> That's what I'm kind of worried about this May trip now with the Omnicron out there. And just being like, mm-hmm. please don't shut down. Spend a lot of money yeah. on this trip, please, please. <laughs> hey, no, but, yeah, you, you'll get your money back. It'll yeah. be okay. But hopefully but, it doesn't happen because it would be nice to go. <laughs> yeah, but Orlando was on the uh, in the cards. But but mm-hmm. then I realized just how big Disneyland, uh, Walt Disney World was, and I was just like, it's insane. It's um, yeah, I probably need to be here for a week. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell people don't go for less than five days if you're going to Disney World, and especially if you've never been, don't go for less than five days because there's four theme parks. Yeah. And not including the water parks. Mm -hmm. And so let's say you're just going to the four theme parks and then there's also Disney Springs, which is definitely worth at least seeing. There's a lot more there than there is at downtown Disney, but that's one park a day and then one day to go back and loop at all the things that you want to see. Like you need to be there for a week. It's fucking massive. So I need you there to help me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
we uh we're kind of getting towards the end here we talked forever um i'm very glad yeah. that we talked about the parks um yeah but i wanted to ask um the last question of the show yeah. it's different for everybody it's not it's not consistent for you like with the context of this like of what we were talking about i want to talk about disneyland what are three rides what are your top for three favorite rides whether it's disney um, world or disneyland which are your top three okay um I oh shit um okay fine give me a second give me a second give me a second okay I top three is so hard they don't have to be like in order so yeah I would say okay my OG favorite like this is a ride I've always loved and I love it in both parks Big Thunder Mountain Railroad Mm -hmm. it's a good classic roller coaster it's not too scary um, it's just a good old time. So I would say I love Big Thunder Mountain. Um, now, I'm not going to say this for this list, but like Autopia was always my favorite as a child. Mm-hmm. So I always have a uh, soft place in my heart for that. But I would also say Midway Mania is a ride that I always try to ride. And I freaking love that ride. So good. Is it and Toy, then Story? Toy Story? The to- it's the Toy Story like game one that you mm-hmm. like shoot the 3D things or whatever. So I still love that one. Still haven't gone on that one. Yeah, I've played the video game though. <laughs> Sid, that's my favorite ride. It's yeah. so good. Okay, so I yeah, I would definitely say Madway Way is like my fave. Um, and then I would say... Oh, shit. Um... I want to say Rise of the Resistance. And it feels like such a basic bitch answer. No, it's but not. But that ride. Okay, I'm going to Okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say Disney World and Disneyland answers. Okay, in yeah. Disneyland it's going to be Midway Mania. Okay, there you go. Um uh uh, uh the the Yeehaw Mountain uh <laughs> that big thunder. Thank you, Big Thunder. And then uh Rise of the Resistance in Florida. Um because then this gives me three extra things I can say. That's okay. Slinky Dog Dash is one of the funnest roller coasters I've ever been on. It's in Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. It is, it's it's so good. Yeah. I don't. It, you got to watch a ride through of it. But Slinky Dog Dash is freaking amazing. Um, Snow White's uh, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. That's what it's called. Um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, but better because the axles on the the cars don't link together like a traditional train they're on a hinge like on a swivel so it you go around those corners like it's butter it's amazing and then i think my final one would have to be a toss up between navi river journey and pandora which I listen to that music like at home and I'll just sob because it's yeah. just beautiful music and it looks so beautiful in the snow and everything. But I also really love living with a land said no one ever living with the land is a, um, is a, it's like a slow moving boat ride and you go through like the greenhouse of Disney world wow. and they have um, fish, like the fish farms there and they have the, the fruits and vegetables and all the shit that's grown there, including the fish and stuff, is used in the restaurants and Disney parks. Wow. It's so, like, you can see a cucumber plant and be like, oh, that's going to be in the Living with the Land restaurant next week or, like, tomorrow. 
Like it's yeah. so fucking sick. And I just, it's a good chill time. It's like almost exactly 12 minutes. Uh, I've timed it, but I've been on that ride so many times. But yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's a really, also I'm a, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's, that's going to have to be my answer. So those are, that's a good day if you're riding those six rides. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And all of uh, Midway Mania, Rise of Resistance, and uh, Big Thunder Mountain are all in Disney World. So if I'm in Disney World and I can ride those rides, I'm having a good ass time. Nice. Well, <laughs> what are your top three? Well, so since you picked two parks, I'm going to pick Universal because- Yes, the, do it. Yeah. So I'm going to start with Universal to anticipate us for Disneyland. Um, yes. My number one, like, um, again, this is not ranking, but like one of my favorite rides there. First, I want to acknowledge that J.K. Rowling is a turf. She's yep. a piece of shit. Harry Potter. Shit. Harry Potter actually, you know, Harry Potter means a lot to me in a lot of sentimental mm-hmm. ways. But like, it's yeah. not. It, it has got. It has definitely gotten the downgrade of. The, the aesthetic is really nice. I really love the aesthetic of it. Um, the writing of it and some of the story elements is just mm-hmm. not as great as I like I used to think it was. But I, I still have a good time for nostalgia's sake. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey was probably one of the most trippiest rides I've ever written before. Oh, it's fucking crazy, dude. I know what I've no I did no research because I did not anticipate <laughs> going to uh, uh, Hogwarts at all or uh, Hogsmeade that's at Disney yeah. at, at Universal Studios. And uh, when I wrote it, I just thought it was gonna be like a, a basic ride. <laughs> but the fact that they throw you out around in the air <laughs> upside down, I was like, wait a second. I they said, going- hold on. <laughs> we're like, we're going too fast. Uh, that was the first time I ever like they ever someone ever like turned me upside down and I didn't freak out because I had a bad experience as a kid with like a, one of the theme parks in Saudi Arabia of like going upside down and I was I was one of those kids where I I screamed so bad they had to stop the ride. <laughs> Amazing, miraculous! Yeah. I love but, that power you have. <laughs> yeah, but Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey was probably the best ride like next to Rise of the Resistance that like that I've ever ridden before and I. I truly love the the atmosphere of like Hogsmeade and like the um, the environment. J.K. Rowling's yeah. a piece of shit though. Um, yeah, it, 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 yeah. Um, ride number two at Universal Studios is I love Jurassic World. Um, <sighs> it sucks that I never got on Jurassic Park because I have fond memories of seeing like promotional material for Universe. You see, that's how my that's my context of the park. It's promotional material. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but, I get see. Okay, you got to go to Florida now because I think it's still Jurassic Park in Florida. It is. It is. It is. Um, the Jurassic Park gave me a lot of nightmares and I was just, I remember seeing that ride as a kid and I still like Jurassic Park, but like it still scared me. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing that T-Rex and I was just like, oh, they got a real they got the real thing <laughs> that thing's gonna like what if that thing bites my head off like or something yeah. as a kid like you don't know like because it looks so big and real and then I wrote it uh it was a little uh, underwhelming because <laughs> like as an adult you can see like all the yeah the, the tricks and everything um but it was still fun like I, I don't usually ride drop rides like, like scary mm-hmm. rides or anything like that yeah. but I really liked um I really liked the Jurassic World ride I I don't like Jurassic World you know, like that franchise, but it was still like, it was still historic in, a, in some sense because it was That's the cool. same layout. Um, yeah. The other ride that I loved a lot, um, and I'm not counting the Halloween Horror Nights like mazes because they're they're one-time thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the Simpsons ride was okay. Um, I liked, I really loved The Mummy. 
which mm. uh, I'm not a, like, I have no sentimental attachment to the mummy, <laughs> but it was like one of those rides. Like I'm going to write everything here at universal. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and it's yes, like, I heard, yeah. like, and I heard the mummy was like one of the best roller coasters there, um, yeah. indoor roller coasters. And I just sat there. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm very excited. And then there's a picture of me, like holding on to the bars of like the mummy. I, I did spend $20 on my actual picture. Cause like my reaction okay, to that, like my reaction was like genuine, genuine fear and like of screaming I like scream and it 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 goes back too really fast too so I've heard yeah it does like its jumps and everything but then it does it backwards and it's just screaming nonstop. and I got off and I and I got off and I was like shaking I was like holy shit (laughs) oh my take a breather (laughs) yeah uh Disneyland though um may I interject for one moment yeah I'm going to throw this on my list, just come tagging it on, but I can't believe I forgot about Indiana Jones. So that is like, I always try to ride that ride when I go to Disneyland. So anyway, and yeah. maybe that'll jog your memory for your, oh, for yeah. your favorite Oh rides. yeah, it is my favorite ride. We're going to get to it. Yes, I love it. Uh, but before I talk about India, I want to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I rode Pirates of the Caribbean five times. <laughs> Whoa. Like it, you know, it, those lines are really long, but like, I love Pirates of the Caribbean so much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The smells, the the chlorophor, the Clorox, like chloroform, like, <laughs> like not chloroform, but, but like you know, um, and getting the chlorine the, in the water, the chlorine, yeah, and like yeah. the drops, and just kind of bopping. I got stuck on that ride. <laughs> oh I was my like, god! I was like, oh yeah, you uh, like in the last four or five times I rode it, I got stuck. The week I was there in October on on Halloween, which I didn't go to, I was in California Adventure doing the Oogie Boogie stuff. Um, the ride, people were stuck there for two hours. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't evac them. Uh, they eventually evac them. I think like, honestly, I think I'm exaggerating. It was about an hour or so. That's insane though. Holy yeah. shit. And they had to like walk out. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they had to like save them pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of dodged the bullet there, but yeah, thank I, God. I, in the meantime, like I, I was able to ride it so many times. There was a character actor who I'm hundred percent sure was Johnny Depp. Um, which I was like, I, I kept looking at him. <laughs> I was like, and like the, the actor eventually like looked at me like, what's up? <laughs> like, Wait, it's a person now? Cause it's an animatronic. Well, no, uh, outside the ride, like in the queue, oh. there was a Johnny Depp character. Like there was a Jack oh. Sparrow character. He looked gotcha, gotcha. so spot on. Like a couple of people there were standing. I'm like, is that him? <laughs> is that Johnny Depp? Like, I know Johnny Depp kind of looks, he's, he's kind of bigger in the face right now. Well, you know, the story of, of what he does on what he's done on the ride, right? Yeah. He's been inside. Like, yeah. They swap it, out the animatronic for him. Yeah. Which is, that'd be crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean is one of my favorite. Number two would be uh, Indiana Jones. I rode that one four times when I was like Ugh. there uh, on, on my October trip, I only rode the rides that I really wanted to ride. And I rode them so many times. Like that's yeah. the ones I was focused on. So I rode Indiana Jones. Um, learning about the history about Indiana Jones is interesting and how, cause like when you go in the queue, there are a lot of things like don't step on the diamonds or don't crank this thing. And I guess they were supposed to do stuff, you know? Yeah. Which is like, well, why don't they do that? Why don't they do that? The disappointing thing about Indiana Jones is that there are so many repairs that that ride needs mm-hmm. and that they haven't done. 
and like like sometimes the boulder doesn't work there's so many flames that are supposed to work the 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 rope like the the mm-hmm. the bridge is supposed to like shake and all this stuff and sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't i don't know if that's actually worked for a while but yeah that and then the things inside the queue um you know about the decoder right uh no so in when it first opened it was there was a sponsorship from at&t mm-hmm. where you would get on the ride and you'd get these little like cards that were decoders and mm-hmm. all over the walls where you see like the ruin writing and stuff like that mm-hmm. that actually translates to stuff oh and so you would get these decoders and while you're sitting in line you're translating the different passages on the walls and when they did the 90s night the like the throwback night they had decoders again and so wow. you could go through the line and just like decode the ride yeah that it does seem like it does need some love here uh because yeah. they afterwards like um you know, i think when i was there too like um they had to close it down for repairs and i think it was closed for a little while for repairs actually yeah. i didn't get to ride on it again which was kind of sad but i love indiana jones um that was a great ride and then of course like rise of the resistance was phenomenal when i did the virtual queue for that i was able to get on it four times um, <gasps> yeah amazing because you know that's the perk of being going to disneyland by yourself you don't have like all these people with you it's the best yeah and uh i did not know there was multiple endings or multiple ways that the ride can happen which i was like wait a second kylo ren didn't ride in the spaceship the first time and then like where's this kylo ren animatronic that that was supposed to be there and i saw all three of them i was like oh okay yes it's amazing yeah but like the cue for that was really great um oh, so oscar so isaac amazing. when oscar isaac said that this looks like a really fine uh looking um group of recruits i'm like bashful because it's like uh, i he's talking about i love me. that man so mm-hmm. much he mm-hmm. is so fine <laughs> yeah but like what's great about that ride is like you don't really feel like you're in disneyland anymore like um, no the moment you're not in, at all like the spaceship part and you see like the first order star uh, star cruiser i was like oh my god what <laughs> it's insane the first half of the the queue like once you get out of what feels like a regular queue you're still in a queue and it's a ride like it's absolutely a ride before you get to the the stormtroopers yeah well it's uh, so cool it is well i'm, I'm really glad to talk to thank you for talking to me about disneyland yes um, no i love talking about disney it's amazing yeah not a lot of people i know talk about it like theme parks i i just like i want to do something on this channel about theme parks and i think this is yeah. the closest thing so thank you for coming on annalise um yeah thank you for where, having me yeah wayward artists uh this is uh the rewind part of the wayward world podcast we are in the lightning round questions of the show uh it's a series of five questions i like to ask guests each and every week they're fun they're not so quick because we'll talk about them forever annalise you're gonna get some new questions though Oh my gosh. Um, oh, hold on. Oh. Yes. Hold on. mysterious food delivery has arrived and yeah. uh my roommate said he ordered food but he doesn't know if it's his food and i was like well yeah. well then check. look at it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so annalise are you ready for the brand new set of questions oh heck yes okay so ready question number one what is one thing you did for yourself today i went to hobbycraft which is like joanne 
and I went and bought myself some new yarn because um, I'm working on a project. And so I needed some new yarn and um, and so I, I wanted to get some of that. And then I got, hold on, let me show you. decided to buy these boots oh, look at that they kind of look like a little bit like doc martens a, a yeah. little bit but um yeah i like was in tk max which is tj max except with a k i don't know why that <laughs> um and i wanted i've been looking for just a, a different pair of shoes that like if i want to go out on, a, on the town oh my gosh excuse me and i don't want to wear sneakers and i just walked by the shoe section and i saw those boots and i was like oh my gosh those are fantastic. Put them on. They were my freaking size. What? And so I bought them. So yeah, I um I like kind of went on a little on a little not necessary shopping trip of like the yarn I needed to work on this project, but it's also that's a me thing. And like the boots I didn't need at all, but it was a me thing. So yeah, I, I went shopping. There we go. But yeah, buying things for yourself is always fun. So yeah. I'm glad you got to do that for yourself. Um, question number two. This is a question I, I asked the new guest on the show, but I never got to mm -hmm. ask you this question uh, because you're an old guest. Um, what's a song that describes your life right now? A song that describes my life right now? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> it's not, it doesn't have to be your favorite song. But, uh... Holy shit. I, okay, hold on. I'm going to look at like my most recent added songs on my music just to see if anything like drop... It's funny because okay, everyone see. like complains <coughs> about every single music. I I I shit I don't <laughs> I don't um I don't know. I don't know at all. Yeah. Um you did mention I'm just like gonna... the avatar, like which is kind of funny. Oh yeah, I love that. I love those those that that music, but it's not it doesn't have any words to it. Um I would say well, it doesn't have to have words. Okay, I would say um Bummerland by AJR. Nice. What's it about? Um it it's kind of um like one of the one of the lines of it is like Bummerland, here I am. Um uh better it's like better make some summer plans i'm only going up from here and it's like it talks about um the the stuff in the past and like moving forward and it's just like a really fun song so i would say just like the vibe and the energy is is very much what i like mm -hmm. and um yeah it's just like a good pop up a pump up song but if i were to choose another one just because of the I don't know if this is right, but Optimist by Phineas. Nice. I really I like know. that one too. And I, it, it's, it's, I'm trying to think of any of the words right now and they're popping out of my head, but like the energy, like I would say maybe not necessarily the words, but both of those songs, the vibes, that's what I feel like is what's propelling me right now. All right. And, the and it feels like my life. Yeah. <laughs> and the Wayward Artists out there can listen to those songs on uh, Wayward Songs for Wayward Artists. It's a playlist I made of everyone's songs that describes their lives right now which has not been updated since um august 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So you got some homework. I, uh, I do. I have to watch a lot of videos <laughs> Yeah, and like go yeah. through them. I promise like that's my new year's resolution for this channel is to like update that damn playlist that what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. But it's still a cool question. Like, uh, and like, it'll yeah. eventually be very cool to have everyone's songs on there. Um, yeah. Question number three, what is a piece of advice you want to give somebody, whether it's a jokey piece of advice or some real advice? Um, I would say this is for any artist. Have, um, have something outside of your work because that has been um like I'm, not to brag i'm not i'm not saying this in like a like a braggy way but i've always had things outside of theater and acting and there are many people that i've known that do not their world i'm speaking as an actor because i mainly know actors but i also know like musicians and like whatever and dancers and it's like their world is theater they have no personality outside of being an actor and not only in this particular field. And I'm sure that it, it applies to painting or if you're an author or a content creator or whatever, that went one, as we learned with the pandemic, when things shut down or no longer available, what the hell are you going to do? I was lucky enough to say that I've had a YouTube channel that I've run for nearly a decade. And so the world of theater shut down and I still had something to do and put my heart into, but there were a lot of theater people that I knew who were spiraling because they made their personality being a theater person and see. And so there, aside from just that of like one, what if a pandemic happens, knock on wood, never happens again. Also, I'm very superstitious as y'all can have tell or also, have probably told. Also um, technically we are still in a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, we are still, exactly. We are still in a pandemic. And so what if something wipes out your field of work again or your your artistry again? Um, but two, it makes you a better artist by having something that is not just your field. And a kind of a piece of advice I got from Pam, who I talked about in my first episode as my person who, whatever the important to me, whatever the, the phrasing of the question is, but my person. Um, that you're thankful for. Uh, that I'm thankful for. Thank you. Uh, she gave me a piece of advice or kind of commented on when I was applying for grad school, which is why I'm in London. And she was like, you have a huge benefit because you are a person outside of being an actor. And that's what grad programs want is because if you have a life outside of your art, you can make better art because you know how to be a human outside of your art. So in the world of an actor, I can play a person because I also am a normal person. I, I can play a tech, uh, you know, related person from experience because I have that and my acting. And there's also a book that I was reading that was kind of talking about, like, have something outside of you because it also gives you a break from that thing. If you put your heart and your soul and all your time into one thing, that's going to also get tiring at a certain point. So yeah, if you're an artist, have something outside of your art that you also love. And it can be a different form of art, but don't make being a painter the only personality trait you have. Amen. There's that. I'm not going to add anything to that because you're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, I, th I think it's foolish to not like branch out, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Excuse me. Um, question number four, what is the worst thing you've ever eaten? The worst thing I've ever eaten. Oh, good Lord. 
I think it'd be theme park thing if uh, you want. Yeah, I was actually going to say one of the worst things I've ever eaten. It was a fettuccine Alfredo related something like that at Pinocchio's restaurant, whatever it is called, um, in Magic Kingdom on my 21st birthday. And I had it for lunch and it was the worst meal I've ever had. And I was so sad because I just should have gone back to the same Tomorrowland Cafe and had the same thing I had for no, it was for dinner and I should have just had the same thing twice in one day, but I was so upset. But yeah, it was, it was just so bad. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was terrible. <laughs> well, I think like, yeah, uh, Disneyland food can be hit or miss. You really got to know where they are. Like the yeah. good stuff. Uh, for me, it's Cars Land. I think that Cars <gasps> Cafe was awful. Uh, oh. It felt like eating at a cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, I love Cars Land and Cars is my favorite movie and all that like stuff. It's but the V8 or whatever. The, the, the Flows V8 Cafe. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not, it, I don't like like classic American food in the sense of like mashed potatoes and gravy. I love mashed potatoes or like ham and, and peas. Like that's what the style of food is there, which I think is a really stupid choice. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't eat there. So I, I understand. That I would sucks. Rather, I would rather eat a car tire. Like, you know. <laughs> Because it's Cars Land and everything. Um, there, there's the pizza cones there, which I, I, I'm i willing to try those. Oh, I haven't had that. The churros are good. Yeah. Um, question number five uh, and the last question of the show. Um, are you happy? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. You said it very am... confidently. <laughs> yeah. So you must, yeah. must be true. No, I... Um, I, I... I definitely am happy and there are hard days. Um, not only being in grad school is tough and I've only just finished my first term, uh, being in a country where I have I, only the people that I've just met, I'm away from my mom. Like, don't get me wrong. I have my hard days, but mm-hmm. overall I'm so happy and grateful because I have, um, I just recently got out of a really toxic friendship too in, um, in September. And so ever since then but even before that too like one so happy to be free of that super toxic friendship because that was something that brought me a lot of grief for a really long time Mm. but I have people I have so many amazing people in my life I have cool people in my life like I have you as a friend it's like I just got to talk for like two hours with like a friend of mine about like shit that we enjoy I have great roommates I'm in fucking London going to grad school to get my MFA in acting. I'm a first-generation grad student. I'm a first-generation college student, and here I am doing this crazy shit. I am putting all of my time into either acting or working on my YouTube channel. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I'm very happy right now, and I'm, I'm very grateful. So, yeah, I would definitely say I'm happy. Well, I'm glad you are because you are a very cool person uh, to talk to, and you. you're honest. Like uh, you, are, you are not afraid to call out bullshit, and I've seen it. Um, so <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, I'm very grateful for that, and I'm also glad that I have a YouTube friend. Um, I've had, I've grown, I've grown that circle recently with like Khalif Adams from Spot on Me, uh, Jared Petty has, has been a good mentor, um, and the more and more people we get like who do this type of thing, like it's it's cool to have that circle because I kind of described YouTubing as like being such a very lonely, at least like right yeah. now for me, I don't have a, I don't have an audience, like a giant audience, like, or yeah. with like people to interact with. So 
I'm making these videos and my friends are enjoying them, but I, I really wish more people would watch them. Uh, one day they're out there, the wayward artists. Yeah. Um, it's in, it's in the term wayward. They're, they're, they're on the lost path. They're on the, yeah. not, not on the right path. We'll, we'll get them back home. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you for joining me again, Annalise, on the video. Thank you so much like, for having me. On the video chat. Um, and this one will definitely up, be uploaded. <laughs> Yay! Like, like, oh, like, hell yeah! <laughs> exactly. Well, Wayward Artists, this has been the Rewind. It's part of the Wayward World Podcast. Make sure to support on patreon.com slash Wayward World Podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Hopefully you got through this two-hour video. <laughs> um, and then follow us on Spotify and all the podcast services out there. Uh, make sure you rate on Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, Annalise, where can people find you? And uh, send us off with the last word. Um, you can find me, uh, on pretty much everything at Annalise Veldman, youtube.com slash Annalise Veldman, Twitter, Instagram is Annalise.jpg. That's the only one that's different. Um, but yeah, so check out my YouTube channel is the main thing. Um, and, uh, to send you off with the last word, one of my favorite quotes is from my favorite comedian, Pete Holmes, that every day is a you day. There we go. Well, wayward artists, without further ado, it's been real. <laughs> <laughs>